Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento. My guest today is Reverend Donna Apodoni, who is well known for her work with Cap Radio as host of Morning Edition and Cap Radio Reads. She's also an interfaith minister ordained in New York in 2009. She is a speaker at half a dozen congregations and the teacher designer of the Transformation Path. Donna and I decided to take on a spiritual discipline this summer to deepen our inner lives, and this series, 12 Powers of the Soul, is the result. Good morning, Donna. What's our topic today? Deborah, our topic today is the power of order. I'd love to know uh, a little bit more about how you chose this. Well, as I've said before, um, there is a book by Charles Fillmore called The Twelve Powers of Man, and order is one of those really, you know, really, it's a very formal list, and uh, order is associated with, I can't remember, I think it's with with the third eye or something, and um, I... I just thought it was an important one to include. A lot of these other ones I, I messed with and I changed I changed them a little bit. But I thought that order was really important to talk about because in New Thought we talk about divine order. And the little theme I wrote for this is that the world is an orderly place, orderly place, though it may not seem like it. When we declare divine order, we put our trust in the underlying truth that guides us on. And in thinking about this, I was in thinking about even though sometimes my life has felt fairly chaotic, I can look back now and see an orderly progression. So I guess that's what started me on it. It's fascinating that you said you missed a little bit with the other topics in the other weeks, but left this one alone. There's something about the theme of order that you wanted to keep in place, which is yes. part of a definition of order. <laughs> You're right. There, it is. It is. Yeah. 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 So you kept yeah. it right there. That's interesting. The first thing I thought of when you told me about this was order as opposed to what? You know, I was trying to find the antonym for it right off the bat. Like order versus chaos, order versus what would that look like? And then I had to remind myself that this is not the kind of order that is related to control. Right. right. Because there, there are folks among us who interact with us who could say, order, oh, good, I like that, because I like everything just so. But that gets into sort of a controlling nature, and this has a much different feel to it, doesn't it? It, it does. It does. It's... Um... What's coming to mind as you're talking about this is the difference between material everyday order. You know, what's come, one of the things that's coming to my mind is, is a library. Everything lined up just beautifully in order with the, the Dewey, you know, decimal system. And just you can go right to something and you can find it. Whereas um, divine order would be how things unfold in a way that you couldn't even imagine. It, it's like, okay... Um, well, this podcast is a really great example of that kind of order because we started it 
because of COVID, like I know a lot of other people did too, but because we couldn't do our Wednesday night program, we thought we'll we'll do something on Wednesday. And so it was, it was in my mind, it was a harebrained idea that I was just going to try. And we started just sort of winging it. And then um, you came along and started, you know, doing guest spots with me. And um, the order in which things have just have come together, I found that I really love doing this. You are teaching me a lot about how to be in this environment. Um, and, and I'm just learning so much coming from and, and, it's, and, and it has happened in a really fairly orderly manner. But I can't say that this happened and this happened and this happened, but it's like everything has come together. Mm. And it makes sense and it, it is, uh, we're, we're gaining traction and, it, and people seem to like what we're doing. And it, you know, and for me, it was a harebrained idea. But here we are a year later, almost exactly a year later, and it's still going and we still have ideas. And in fact, there are more ideas than when we first started. So divine order is providing the imagination and the motivation for doing this. Even though we've defined order as not one thing after another, what you've just described does have that sense of a chain or um, progression Mm -hmm. in some way. Even when it's divine order, we can see maybe it's not our design that is the order, but, but we can see as it's happening that, oh, this had to fall into place before that went into place. So we see some continuity and we see some progression, even though it's not ours. And that's the perfect definition of divine order, because I think when I first started studying this, and, and many people, when, you, when they're declaring divine order, I think the first thing we think of is, oh, divine order means it's going to be the way I want it to be. Everything's going to settle down and it's going to progress the way I want it to, as opposed to divine order being things come along in the right time to the right person, you know, in the right place. And you're not trying to make it happen. It just, it just comes together. And there's no, um, there's no really explaining it. There is enjoying it, though. There is absolutely enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to see all those things sort of plop into place. And we think we don't have anything to do with it, but then we watch it happen and say, oh, that was cool. It is, it's fun to observe. I wonder if that is part of what people call co-creation. You know, on the one hand, I said, it's not anything that we are doing. It's divine order, and we're just observing it. But a lot of people who uh, subscribe to co-creation, spirit and human working on something together to a certain extent, I wonder how much of order is co-creation? How much divine order is co-creation? I think it all is because it's spirit acting through us. I mean, because if we're just sitting there observing, then nothing's going to happen because action is action is part of part of the deal. And so, um, yeah, we we are we are a part of that mix. And the thing is, is that we can resist, <laughs> but um, 
It, it, it's like, I think divine order is the, is the, the energy that sort of overrides our own resistance. And I don't know if this is really, I guess this is divine order, but um, there was a, 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 an incident with, I had a friend who was living on basically air, you know, she had enough to pay her bills and, and she had a lot of animals. And uh, one night she called me and she had an animal that was sick. And um, we talked and I, I felt very sure in my heart that this animal would be fine until morning because she wasn't wanting to incur an emergency vet bill going down to the... And so we talked, she had calmed down. So I sat and I prayed and I prayed for the highest good for everybody in this situation. In my head, this was keeping her from incurring this big emergency vet bill. The next morning she calls me and she says, well, it's two o'clock in the morning, I took him and he's fine. And I had, I didn't say anything to her, you know, cause this was my own stuff. And then, but I got off the phone and I went, what the heck the whole idea was and I didn't even get a sentence out until I realized that I got what I prayed for, the highest good of everybody involved, and her highest good was, was, was reassuring herself that this animal wasn't going to die on her. So she took the action that she, her highest action, you know, and so that was divine order working in a way that, that she felt better, the animal probably felt better because it did get treated. And I got a lesson in if you're going to pray for someone's highest good, it's no longer any of your business. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, it really isn't. Yeah. Pray and pray and get out of the way, right? Yeah. 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 And and so that to me, that is an example of divine order in that the 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 best thing at the moment comes in. And we get to work with it or not. The or not is is interesting. The or not is interesting because, and, and you mentioned the word resistance. That's fascinating to me that we will, we know about divine order. We know all of this. And yet certain things happen and we say, no, that can't be it. That can't be it at all. And that comes that that often happens to people with prayer. You know, oh, if this would just happen, I would no, not that. I wanted this other thing. You know, we we have that denial that we go through. Where we just don't want to know about divine order. But you have made a very good point that it is uh, it is co-creation. It is something that is partly ours because we observe it. Maybe we help make it happen. Maybe we don't. Maybe our, maybe our part is just to observe it, and that brings it to fruition. There's, there's that, but there's also the trust, trusting ourselves Trusting, um, I mean, obviously the, 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 the trust in, in the divine or, the, or spirit, but it's also trusting what we, what we see and, and, and hear and feel. And, and so, you know, as, as you're talking about all of that, um, I, when I'm arguing my, myself out of something, it's because I'm not, not realizing where it's coming from. And so I think it's coming from my own mind and I don't trust my own mind as much. Or it's something I don't want. 
I don't like the way it's happening. Like I didn't right. like the way, you know, I was trying in my head, this woman didn't need to incur this bill. And so I had that little moment of what are you doing? And then, but I, like I said, I didn't even get through the whole sentence because I realized that what I had, I had, I got exactly what I asked for. And that's yeah. the other part is like, be careful what you ask for because you will get it. <laughs> In one way or another. That's a big lesson. That's such a big lesson for so many people. Is that part of order? I think it is. It's like, you know, we often talk about praying for this this or something better. Yeah. Because last week we talked about imagination, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but our imaginations in, in some respects are, are limited to, well, the material plane and however far we can raise our consciousness above that. But there's so much that we don't know and can't see and have no idea what the, um, the divine has in store for us. And we can't always imagine it. Oh, yeah, my mind just went off to that place to try yeah. to figure out exactly how to define that, exactly how, what that means, and that defeats the purpose. The purpose is to recognize it, to observe it, to know that I'm part of it and yet apart from it, and just let it all happen and let it fall into place. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is... Uh... It's an intelligent universe, and um, it knows what it's doing. And we question that because we question what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Right? And yeah. Um, so it's, it, it probably comes down to, well, to being connected, to having feeling that connection, however you do that, whether it's meditation or being out in nature or whatever a person however a person does that connecting and trusting that connection. It, it comes back down to that confidence and trust to that, um, even if it looks icky in the moment, divine order prevails. And that's actually one of my most constant prayers, especially in times of, um, of um, challenge, shall we say, is that I just start declaring that divine order prevails in this situation. And it's amazing how quickly things will untangle themselves. Not necessarily the way I expect them to, but they will untangle themselves. This whole conversation is so interesting because I, getting ready for this, coming into this room to do this, I was thinking of Neil deGrasse Tyson, who consider, who, who speaks as a person who is not very spiritual, but deals with this planetary mass, this, this universe in the scientific way that for some people does call for a combination of science and spirituality. And when I think of the universe, the solar system, you know, galaxies, when I think of that part of what he does, I think, well, that is order in the biggest way, but it's also divine order in the biggest way. 
There's a, there's, a, there's an example of of people who may not see the divinity in the order, but they excel at the order and they love the order. And he's, you know, he's a scientist, but he's also fascinated with what he studies and, and the wonder of it all, as well as the knowledge of it all. So he's got all of that going. And another person could look at the same thing and say a very spiritual delivery on exactly the same topic. But either way, it's order. It is order. And I get fascinated with the people who who deal with that. And then they're saying that there's, you know, there's no God. I just sometimes wonder if what they're really saying is there's no external being running this, you know, because the, the divinity is from the inside out whether it's a cell, whether it's a planet, you know, it's from the inside out. It is not an external entity pointing the big finger going, pazam this and pazam that. And I just wonder sometimes is when, this, when people who are dealing in science and they're, they're being really like anti-God or religion, if, I just wonder, and I can't speak for them, so it's, this is totally my head, but are they, is that what they're really saying? is that I just watched this amazing thing happen. How could that be something outside it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was thinking about order. Uh, I was also thinking about this. And um, I am so fascinated that any living being, I was thinking of babies, but any, you know, starts with one cell. And then it turns into, you know, starts becoming more and more cells. But the interesting part to me is that it starts with one cell, but then, then as, the, as the division happens, uh, one cell knows it's supposed to be a heart, and one cell knows it's supposed to be a lung, and one cell knows it's supposed to be, ha- I mean, but it, it, it all starts with the one. And then it becomes, oh, I'm going to be a lung, I'm going to be a toe, I'm going to be an eye, I'm going to be... Right. But it all starts with that very first, and that is to me the ultimate in divine order. It's like it; they just okay. You know, I don't know if they sign up and you know sign up for assignments. How how do the cells know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. And again, there's the scientific side of that, which is that if those cells get out of alignment there's a problem. Or in a galaxy, uh, if, if a planet is not where it should be, there's a big explosion. All kinds of havoc. So the order is the same, but how we observe it and what we call it is what differs. The order it, seems to be there no matter what a person's belief system is. Right. Yeah, we, we, we can't change the order. Right, right. So maybe it's more about understanding that there is an underlying order to everything, and then working with that, and then, you know, from the spiritual aspect again, is invoking that, that, um, that order. And, uh, or maybe, maybe when I'm saying divine order prevails in everything, I, what I'm doing is aligning myself with that order and, and be trying to tune into that order because I'm not making it happen. I'm not all of a sudden, it's not like a divine order is sitting off in the corner and then I call it in. Right. So I'm asking to participate in it maybe. 
sort of like merging on the ramp, getting onto the highway. Oh, that yes. Yes. Right. You're, yeah. I mean, it's already going, it's flowing. It's up to you to merge properly or not. Right. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's order and it's up to us what to call it. It is. We're, and, we're and, choosing and also- to call it divine order. Somebody else is choosing to call it, um, you know, a, a more of a scientific name that might not have any attachment to divinity or spirituality. The order is the same. Our names for it differ. They do. They do. And then our emotional reaction to whatever's going on also differ. You know, I mean, if there's people who who really believe in divine order tend to be able to walk through chaos a little bit better than someone who doesn't have any kind of connection at all. And yes, I mean, people who are not spiritual can walk through chaos too. Uh, but, you know, but for me, I watch, I watch people come into, you know, our, our teaching and start to figure out that they don't have to, I guess, guess what it does is, is this idea of understanding that there is an order. It, maybe it helps people stop trying to fix things so much. Maybe that is one of the gifts is like, um, Okay, I've done every, I've done everything I can do in this situation, and that's part of working with divine order. It's like I've done everything I know how, everything that I have found available. Um, there's nothing else for me to do. I now release that and, and to divine order, and allow it to work itself out. So, if a person wants to really tap into divine order, really be accepting of divine order, we have to accept that this has happened, it was meant to happen, there's nothing I can do about it, and I can't criticize what's happening either. Because I've noticed there's a, there's a tendency when we say, oh, that thing is happening, I don't understand it, I'm not sure I like it, I'm going to make fun of it. So we have to really totally release in order to come into that balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there, there, there is a, there's benefit in saying, saying even out loud, I don't like this, I don't understand it, but then stopping and allowing, you know, allowing the process to happen. Um, and uh, not making, not necessarily making fun of it. And, you know, people, when, when people uh, talk about something was meant to happen, I mean, I guess I think that's true, but I think we also can be too glib about that. And um, I, I'm, I find myself being more and more careful about using that particular term, just because it's like, well, it was meant to happen. Okay, well, then I'm not, then I don't have, you know, okay, there's nothing I can do about it. And, and I, I don't think that's necessarily healthy either. It's like, well, it, and, and things do happen for a reason, but again, it's not because some external entity is going, I'm giving this to you. It's, it's like everything, I guess this is where it gets really fuzzy. Things, things happen in divine order, and so there's, there's a reason because it's part of the puzzle. But to just say everything happens for a reason and throw up your hands and walk away, I don't know. I can't get behind that part personally in my own life, but everybody deals with it differently. A variation on that is when we say, I know that I don't know. Yes. This thing is happening here. 
I don't understand it. I'm not sure why it's happening. I wish it were happening, but it's that's not my job. My job isn't to know or understand. And so it's easy to say, I don't know. But that's different. When I say I don't know, it's different than when I hear someone say, everything happens for a reason. That does sound kind of glib. That does sound kind of dismissive. Where I don't know sounds a little bit more like humility. Well, I, I think I don't know sounds more just more real too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, I years ago I don't remember where it was. I learned it is is that one of the very best things, intelligent things you can do is to say, I admit I don't know. You know, because because there's nothing wrong with you for not knowing something. Yeah, and and you know, so I don't know and. Um, I don't think everything happens for a reason used to be quite bother me the way it does now. But I think part of it is, is there's, you know, you look at Facebook and all the memes and stuff, and it's just, it's been so overused that I don't think it means the same thing anymore. To say, if if I were to say something happens for a reason, I'm saying it's a part of this bigger puzzle. I'm not doing it to dismiss it and not have to deal with it. And and so I, I think that's the, the that's the distinction, you know. But I don't know. I mean, going back to my example of doing this podcast, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to what I'm going to do next. Um, I have just put one foot in front of the other, um, one recording in front of the other, and it's taken us to where we are at this moment. And I have no idea what's going to happen, you know, next. I mean, I know what we're going to do for the next few weeks, but I don't know where this will go. So within divine order, there is not just saying, I don't know, but being willing to stay in the present, yeah. to really understand and accept divine order. It sounds like I have to be in the moment every step of the way. It's not mine to fix. I do have some free will in the matter. I have something to say about it, but there's also a lot that I can't control and I just have to observe how it's falling into place when it does happen. And so that means that I can't predict and I can't look back. I, I can only be in tune with divine order if I'm in this moment. Which also implies a necessary level of patience. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but I th and I, I think I don't know about about other places, but I think we Americans are not very patient. We're we're very into instant gratification, and and so you know, and of course, if you're uncomfortable, you're going to want a solution right away. I mean, obviously, yeah. we don't we don't like we don't like being uncomfortable, and so that being able to stop and be patient and wait till some of the other puzzle pieces come into in, into place. So you're right. It's, it's, um, but being present for me is what helps me realize that there's more pieces to come. You know, that it's a puzzle that's coming together. And it helps me to know that I'm not in this alone, that I have that partnership. Yeah. Yeah. I think if if I thought I were, it's all up to me, 
I'm controlling this situation. I'm in the present, but I better take care of what's coming down the pike here. I better do something about that because who knows what will happen next. But that's it. Who knows what will happen next? So there's that humility again in staying in the present. I don't know about the patience. I'm working on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, I, I apologize again. It just came into my mind that, uh, and, and of course, and I'm thinking about my own, my own impatience and things. It's like, I just, um, I just want it to be done. You know, okay. I and and all the years I've been doing this now, I will I will be in that place of okay, divine order prevails in my life, and I know this is going to work out exactly the way it needs to for everyone's highest good. But could we please do it now? <laughs> Sounds like you're not as picky about demanding a certain outcome as long as it's quick. <laughs> that probably is the is, is is that's probably correct. Um, and of course, I don't. I don't get that wish all the time. I mean, sometimes, you know, I go back and I look at my journals of things that I was working through, and um, you know, the, the 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 writing will come through. Is is like this is going to work out, and and blah blah blah. And then, like two years later, I've written, oh, it finally worked out. And no, not everything takes that long. But you know, if it's a bigger project, if it's something to do with your life goals or life, um, yeah then it may not happen overnight. And, uh, you know, God is not... Div- the Amazon and, the, and, the, and divine order are completely different things. <laughs> There's no next day delivery. There, there can be, but it's not guaranteed. <laughs> it's not guaranteed, yeah. And, you don't, you and, get and your- if, if it happened tomorrow, instead of two years from now, it would just mess things up anyway. It had to wait for two years. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been, the order would have been out of order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been out of order. I mean, if you, if anybody think about, I mean, if you think about a, a career, someone who has a, a, a specific solid career, like you, you have had a, a career all these years, um, and, and what I do, I can look at how, where I started, uh, what kind of training I did or did not have, and how the steps that I took and the places I was led um, just walked me through training and and put me in in places where I I was gave, given the opportunity to, to do my very best with the gifts that I have. And I didn't try to. I, I spent a few years trying to make it, it happen, like trying to make being ordained happen. And until I totally let go of the whole idea of being ordained, it didn't happen. And then when I finally surrendered to it, it was like, okay, now. And but all of the experience, because I studied for the ministry and I wasn't ordained for like thirty-four years later. Mm. But by the time I got there, I had all of this life experience. And I had all of these, I had had so much time to think about it and learn who I was, that by the time I got there, I was ready. At least I was, yeah, I was ready. And, and it was time to do that work. And so um, I don't feel like any of those 34 years were wasted at all. Last week we talked, last episode we talked about uh, we talked about wisdom, and that's what you just described, that there is some wisdom that comes with time. And 
when we're trying to define or describe divine order, there is wisdom in knowing when to shut up. Wisdom in knowing when to shut up, you betcha. Or wisdom in knowing to just go sit and go, go sit on the sideline for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that makes me think of some of the, some, um, performers, um, some uh, uh, actors and singers who have had these just scre- outrageously, screamingly wonderful careers, and then it sort of crashed and burned. And then a few years later, they come back. Leonard Cohen is the first person that comes to my mind, is because he was out there, he was doing pretty well, and then he just sort of vanished. And uh, when he came back in his 60s, he was, you know, he became this amazingly big well-known, <laughs> influential person. Yeah. And, you know, he went and he sat in a, in a monastery for a while. Maybe that should be mandatory as part of life. You get one year to sit in a monastery, decide when it's going to be. Or let divine order send you there. <laughs> that would happen too, wouldn't it? Yeah. So we're also talking about here is we're just talking about timing. I mean, that's another, I, that would be another word for divine order is timing. How so? Well, we, all along we've been talking about how, how things unfold, right? And so mm-hmm. we often say, well, it was just a matter of timing. It's ah. really really a matter of, of the pieces falling into place. Uh, we're, we're attached to time. Uh, in our culture, and so it's a matter of timing. So divine order, uh, we could po- possibly always just just call it timing. Which is kind of funny, because in true metaphysics, there's no time. I know. <laughs> I know. So we have not reached our goal of being above it all. <laughs> yeah, it is timing. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is as long as we're living in bodies in, on planet Earth, we're never going to be completely above it all anyway. Yeah. It's more about learning to live within the, constri- the the restrictions that we have set for ourselves here, like, you know, uh, time and, and, and all of that. But yeah, so I think we could say divine order or timing, they all have, I mean, my, my being or my uh, trek to be ordained, that was about... You could say it was about uh, timing. I would say it was divine order. I was doing all the things I needed to do to to get my uh, my kit in, in you know put together so that when I started doing that work, I had had what I needed, and the time came. Mm. So that brings us back to observation. It does being present it? observation. And divine order all go together. So, how would you? Div- now that we've wandered around this for a bit, how would you? How would you div- div- define divine order? I have to go back to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Divine order happens whether I believe in it or not. It's it's happening right now. It is. Um, it's unstoppable. It is the order of the universe. Whether I call it divine or science, it is. And it's mine to observe and use in the best way possible. 
if I don't use it in the best way possible, it's going on without me. It doesn't stop because of that. It's not a definition as much as it is uh, how I work through it, how I walk through it. And so what you have just said, and then you can make the choice to participate or not. Yes. And that's, that's the, it's like when, when someone says, uh, well, someone in the family dies, and you're kind of fascinated that you're dealing with this, this death in the family, but the world is still going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that happens with anything, whether, you know, even while we were all in, in the lockdown for, for a pandemic, life was still going on on some level. You know, it was, it was different, but there were still certain things that just were still happening. And so, yes, order is, I think, that observation and understanding that, that it, it, life, just, life just is and life is, 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 is chugging along and um, it's how we decide to relate to it is how much order we have in our own lives. And order does not mean control. It does not mean rigidity. It means, to me, a logic, logical, well, not even logical. I can't even say it's logical. It's a progression. How we merge to get onto the highway. That is probably the best definition ever is how we merge to get onto the highway. What a great conversation. Yeah, it is. I, I had always thought that I knew what divine order meant, but I've never sat down and talked it through, and I've never uh, never sat down and had a thought process about it. Well, thank you. F- th- thank you for coming and doing this, <clears throat> this one with me, because I think it, it was very helpful for me as well to uh, talk it out, because again, I've worked with it for a lot of years, but I've never walked through this particular kind of process to say, well, what's really going on there? And our goal is not to have a definitive answer for any of this, but to talk about it, to bring up some ideas and some uh, some reactions and some responses. And hopefully, as a, as a listener takes all of this in, there's some inspiration to pursue it on their own. Exactly. And speaking of inspiration, next week we are going to be talking about the power of the heart. Oh, that's a good topic. I'm looking forward to that. I am too. So Donna, thank you so much for being with me today. And I will see you next week as we do talk about the power of the heart. And we wish you a week full of insights and blessings. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.